Hello, hello, hello. Welcome along to Benchcast. I'm Neville O'Donoghue, and this is a podcast for bench warmers. Listen to me now, listen to me. Which phone is that? That's the second time it's gone off. We're going to do it. Tyson Fury. It's Torres to give Chelsea a place in the Champions League final. The headline has been written. You're a county? Absolutely not. That's a load of rubbish, Brechon, to be quite honest. Uh, He's a disgrace to have a football club. What a belt he's given it. I, 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 I love I love I love me county, you know. We love Jamalas. On the show today, former Waterford hurler Seamus Prendergast. Seamus played for the Waterford hurlers for the best part of 15 years, winning four monster titles and one league medal. He also won a club All Ireland with his club Ardmore in West Waterford. So it was great to get one of the greats on the pod. This show is coming live from get against in Dubai, where I'll be for the summer. So make sure come and find me. I'll be in any of the pubs watching all the matches and give me your thoughts on any of the games and I'll put you up in any of the accounts. Uh, with that, hope you enjoy the pod. Seamus Prendergast. Seamus, how are you? You're good, Neville. How are you getting on? Not too bad. Um, before we start, anyway, I was I went for a walk there earlier and I, I was wondering, did you ever do any of these podcasts? And I actually searched Seamus Prendergast on Spotify and I found a podcast, so I have my homework done and listened to that one. And I think, I think was it your old fella or your uncle? I met a few years ago in St. Kevers, and I think at a point or two with him with my other, with my uncle. And uh, so I have my homework done for this, like you know. But um, <laughs> we'll start, we'll start with the current stuff, um, Seamus, because I suppose that's what everyone wants to hear. Um, I suppose give me your thoughts on the championship so far, and I suppose unfortunately Waterford this year. Yeah, sure. Look, the championship so far, I suppose it's been about Limerick, really, hasn't it? You know, since uh, since the since the start of the championship, you know, they've been improving in every game, and uh, I suppose their panel is strong. So, but I suppose you know, the surprise package, really, I suppose it has to be clear at the moment, anyhow. And uh, they they put in a huge performance on on Sunday and the Munster final, you know, and they'd probably be happy enough, even though they lost, they'd be happy enough with the performance, you know, and drawing the the in real time. So they've they've a lot to look forward to for the rest of the year, anyhow. Yeah, and I suppose um, what what I suppose Limerick are still the team are still the team to beat, and you probably see. Do you think they'll be facing Clare again in the All Ireland final? Yeah, the, the potential is there to, to you know I presume Clare will probably make it through to play Kilkenny, and you know you'd be they they should be they be even enough uh, both teams, you know. So they, they have a great chance of getting through to meet Limerick in the All Ireland final, but. Uh, I don't know. It'd be a lot harder to beat Limerick in the All Ireland than it would in the Munster final or semi final. I think you know. No, definitely. Um, also, I just want your thoughts on Waterford because, like, you know, very disappointed in the end. There was like, yeah, Waterford. Well, look, sure, they, they had a great league campaign. You know, and they, they were performing. You know, a real, real good. Well, you know, high intensity uh, hurling. You know that. Uh, you know, we'd like to look forward to for the summer. We thought, you know, we thought we'd be doing a lot of travelling. Um, but the, after, you know, the first game against Tipperary, they they, they were only all right. Like, you know, they weren't uh, they weren't outstanding or anything. You know, when they struggled against Tip. I suppose the, the writing was kind of on the wall there that things weren't going as well as what we thought they were and uh, maybe the league, you know, other teams weren't putting in the same uh, effort into the league as what Walford had and uh, probably made them look a bit better than what they are. Um, but uh, it was, you know, it was disappointing the way they, they failed the way as the championship went on and, you know, really didn't perform at all against Clare in the last game of the like, So 
It's, it was a poor year, I, I think, for Watford in, in the championship anyway. Yeah, three points in that, I suppose, Seamus, before we move on, is that, like, the league, give me your opinion on that, because, like, it just makes the league out to be like a joke, doesn't it? Like, because you can see what the teams that did well have probably performed poor in the championship, and the teams that did poor in the league are doing well in the championship, you know? Yeah, the league is more like the old Munster Cup now, and that's, you know, there that used to be played in January. I think it's more something similar to that now, and the championship comes in where the the, 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 the real league was a few years ago. So, you know, it's very hard to, they say horses only peak twice in the year, like, you know, teams can only peak twice as well, you know, and it's, not, it's very hard to get 30 fellas to peak twice in a year together, you know, so... um. I think I, I, you know, whoever will be in charge of water the next year will be. I'd say they'd be looking more to, you know, to do okay in the league and then be getting ready for the championship in April again. I suppose like you know, not to be, not to be tired. I suppose coming into the championship maybe or fatigued or, you know, did an awful lot of hurling done and uh, I suppose only the league they won the league, but I suppose the championship is the be all and end all. Like you know, yeah. Uh, two questions. Two questions just on water for ask it in again is that um. You're on about who will be there next year. Like, you think Liam Cahill should move on now, like, because, like, he's done it. I think he's done an unbelievable job at Waterford, but this year was very sour. And the other question I'd like to ask you is I'm a big fan of Austin Gleason. And I thought when he got sent off against Cork, I thought it was a joke, like, you know, but like, do you think maybe he's, I don't know, maybe some of his previous stuff for kind of following him a bit, like, you know? Yeah, well, on Liam Cahill, I, I look at, as far as I know, he's, um, Stated that his intentions to to stay on in Waterford now. What I presume that's up to the county board. That uh, you know he he has his three years done. So I suppose you know there'll be plenty of talk between players and uh, management teams and uh, county board over the next few weeks. And uh, I don't know he he's done a great job at Waterford. Like you know he, he sure look he, they won the league and uh, he he got him to Ireland final a couple of times or semi finals. You know he he had a couple of good years with him. So you know he he's done a good job. And I suppose it's <laughs> I won't be picking whether he'll be staying or not. But you know he. I wouldn't see Adam Brown with him staying anyhow. Yeah. Um, and Aston Gleeson, sure, uh, probably one of the best hurlers in the country. And uh, I think he'd be similar now to, I suppose, Garrod Hagerty in that, uh, you know, even if he only touched off a fella, he'd nearly be booked at this stage. And uh, it's not really fair, I suppose, opposition are kind of pinpointing him and picking him out to giving him a bit of extra rough treatment. And I suppose going forward, he'll have to be careful and and giving away or getting silly yellow cards. Maybe you know going down down the line because when you're on a yellow, which is very easy, to get sent off if you get into entanglement or you know for very little you get sent off. So he'd have to be careful, I suppose, into the future. Yeah. No, definitely. Well, I hope Waterford come back again because even though I'm from you all, I know there's that rival thing there, but I've always had massive time for Waterford. But um, the other story I got to ask you is that there's the big talk of last weekend. And like obviously, I run a, I run GA crack, and we absolutely milked it last week. Um, the Brian Cordy Henry Shefflin thing, and everyone, lot lot of people were giving out the comments. Would you ever shut up about it? But every time people were clicking on it because it's like it was like Roy Keane and Alex Ferguson, you know, like everyone wanted to know about it. Like so, what's I suppose what's your take on it? Uh, I, I think it's a lot of good, nothing really. It's only, a, you know, it's the handshake of it at the end of a game. Maybe one of them should have walked over a bit quicker, but you get caught up in the moment at the end of a game. And, you know, the, it, it took John Kiley four or five minutes to get across to um, Brian Lohan on, on, uh, on Sunday last because of the supporters and player, maybe meeting a few players or whatever. So I, I think it's, it's a lot made out of nothing really. You know, both, both men, I suppose, have won a lot and done a lot. And, uh, they're probably stubborn men, you know, you don't get to where they are without being uh, tough and stubborn and being your own man. And, you know, 
maybe they maybe one doesn't want to give in to the other and you know yeah, it, yeah. it's that's a it's a it's more of a small personal thing i i, I wouldn't uh think a whole lot of it to be honest you know I, I, all I'd be thinking is that Shefflin will do anything to get one over Cody you now the next time and you know Cody will be the same way he, he's like, I won't be letting this fella beat me you know that's and if you don't if you're not like that you won't be any good at your job either yeah well I'll, I'll certainly be open for a third handshake anyway um, <laughs> uh, more clicking yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but um, what was we'll move on to your own career then Seamus because like I said I was looking you up there on Wikipedia and 14 years of Waterford. I think he came in in 2000, 2001. Like, that's a massive amount of training sessions there, massive amount of games. Like, you'd, you'd have to look back in your career with fondness, you know. I think you got four Munster titles, won one league and got to an All-Ireland final. Yeah, sure. Look, I, I enjoyed my time in Waterford, you know. Any player, you know, it's not a big burden, really, like, because you, you wouldn't be there if you didn't enjoy it. You could, there's nobody forcing you to be there, so... I enjoyed every every year, like you know, it was I suppose to the to the battle to get there. You know, I came from a small junior club, you know, that in, in West Waterford that maybe at the time clubs in West Waterford had a whole lot of players on the on the county panels and uh, there was you know there was kind of a, a group of us came in there together at that stage and we uh, we battled away and we got we got games and Gerald McCarthy gave me my first go and uh, you know to, I suppose he showed he opened my eyes to uh, inter-county and uh, the, the commitment and uh, you know I enjoyed the commitment I enjoyed my time and maybe maybe the commitment wasn't as big then as it is now but with some great times mate I made great friends throughout to 14 years you know and uh, we had some big big wins and big losses and you know that's part of sport and uh, yeah. you know it was hard to get over some of them and then the the the, 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 adula- or the, the, the duration of winning uh, Munster titles or you know the National League against Kilkenny our first time beating them in, in championship or in a, in a competitive game I suppose really um, so you know we had some great days and as I said some poor days like when we got to that All-Ireland final it was uh, probably one of the biggest disappointments but I suppose yeah. we, we can't change the past any No two questions that I'd just be interested in they are thinking um, you're from Ardmore obviously and like West Waterford is traditionally a football club like but at that time, there was three came through, Clinton, Hennessy, your brother Declan and yourself. Uh, I, I suppose I'll put you on the spot. Like, who was the last player from Ardmore that played with Waterford? Or was there one? I was just thinking as it was Waterford. Well, there, yeah, there was nobody um, played hurling for Waterford before. Well, uh, inter-county senior before I uh, before I played, I suppose. I was the first, yeah. Right. So, um, it was, uh, you know, we had some... Uh, like, I was lucky, myself and Declan were lucky. We came... Clinton is a couple of years older than us, but... Myself and Declan there, we were lucky. There was a group of maybe 25 players came through and had more and we got great coach and uh, Johnny Hennessy, you know, there's some great people involved with us and uh, hurling our football didn't make a difference really. We got great coach you know, all the way up through the ages and, and, you know, the schools and uh, Tony Farrell and under 16 and all that, you know, brought us, brought us along and we, I suppose I never missed out on any age group in the, in the county and that, you know, that helped a lot. Um, but... Uh, you know, it was the, just a, I suppose just a group of players, the twenty lads. You know, and when when they're all nearly as good as each other, it, it really drives you on to you know you want to be the best, I suppose, and that that helped a lot. But uh, we, you know, we and there's players that following us now. There's Seamus Keaton was on the panel this year, and James Levin was on it for a couple of years. You know, there you know there's um there's people following in the footsteps, and that's that's great. Like you know, for for us and you know, watching him, you know, and hopefully that there'll be more into the future. 
Oh, definitely. Like, well, I'll come back to the club there in another while. But um, I, I, the other question, just my own interest, is that you say you got to the All Ireland final there, and that was a, gr- a great achievement. I'm just wondering because I I read sports books and all that, like you know, and a lot of lads say they they throw their losers medal in the bin or whatever, like you know. But I still think it's something nice to have. Like, you're just interested. Do you still have your runners up medal? I do, yeah. I have it in the, in the box too, I suppose, with all the rest of the medals. I don't really have them on display, to be honest, you know, but uh, they're there all together. Um, sure, look, a medal is a medal. Um, I suppose in, in the Olympics, you get uh, gold, silver, and bronze, and uh, there's, there's a lot thought of a silver medal. So, you know, on the day, look, we were blown away, and it was, uh, it was probably the worst day ever to be out in the, on, on a pitch with Warford. But uh, looking back on it, it looked for like a huge achievement. and. You know, maybe maybe us getting to All Ireland, uh, you know, made it possible for the the next team there in fifteen or seventeen to get to All Ireland. Like you know, so hopefully that maybe in another couple of years, Waterford will make that breakthrough and, and win an All Ireland. But uh, you know, my uh, the middle is still there, and uh, I, I wouldn't throw it away on you. I remember I think Joe Kernan had his his runners up middle to show to show to Armagh when they won the All Ireland in two thousand and two, and we never know. Hopefully that we we might be involved down the line and. We can show yeah. our runners up middle. No, that's that's a, that's a great story, yeah. But um, the other thing I wanted to ask you was, you're on about the All-Ireland that time you lost, but I actually think the time you, you really missed your chance was uh, in 2007. Now, I had Stephen Lucy, the Limerick Curler, on the pod a few weeks ago, and I don't know, would you have... I think he played in def- as a defender. You might have come up against... Yeah, I would have marked him a few times. Uh, in Hurling, and I played against him in football, though, actually, when yeah. we were playing football back in the day. Yeah, he was supposed to be handy at football. But I think, like, I was talking to him and they had to play three tough matches that time in the months, in three games against Tip, didn't they? But then I thought, I thought you really got shafted that year because you had to play Cork two times. I was at it up in Crow Park and I went to extra time. Like, I really believe if you need to play Limerick the following week, I really think if you do an extra week break, I think you would have taken Limerick and I think you would have had a really good chance to win it that year. Like, do you ever look at those moments and be like, you know, the kind of, you got left yeah, out that, the system there? Yeah, I always felt that was our year. You know, we, we'd won the league and we'd won Munster and we'd beaten Limerick well in the Munster final. Like, but as you said, they had, they had a few games. But, you know, I don't think it was, it, was, it was more mental fatigue more than physical fatigue on that occasion because... You know, we we travel up and down to Dublin on the third weekend in a row, and you know we'd coming back, and you know the winning and the tough games against Cork, but uh, the training, you know, we were fit, we were with very little injuries that year. Things were going well for us, but it was more the mental fatigue of going up and down and come back and go to work, and you know, and I suppose it, it just came too quick for us, and maybe it should have been we should have got an extra week at the time, but uh, I suppose when you're in the thick of it, you just want to play games. And uh, that's all you're thinking about is playing the next game and the next game. And we never thought maybe it was more management or county board should have decided, like, you know, I presume it was Cork. Frank Murphy at the time would have said, no, they're not playing. And he would have got an extra week and that had been that like. So maybe Watford should have done something like that. But I suppose it's, if we went on and bet Limerick and won All-Ireland, nobody would say that about it. Like, you know, the, the games would have stood to us in All-Ireland. That's what they'd be saying, like, you know. So yeah. it's easy enough to talk afterwards. But we uh, just... I think they just came together too quick and Limerick probably got a, a they were fresher at the start of the game. Like, you know, we we kept going to the end, but uh, it was the goals that started and caught us really like, you know, we were chasing the game for most of it. Like what do you think of the structure now? You're on about the you need to play a game straight after and you were shattered. What do you think of the whole are you jealous of the way the 
you know, there's a round robin in Munster and then it's kind of, they've, I know it's coming forward this year, but like, you know, they've kind of well laid out, you don't have a big gap between winning the provincial and onto the quarterfinals. What do you think of the system? And the second question I'd ask you is that, uh, what do you think of the style of hurling now? Because it's it's a different game compared to when you played it now, like, you know? Yeah, the, the system, I think the system is good. Like, you know, you're, you're getting more games, like you're, you're guaranteed your three or four games a Munster, no matter what way things go. And, uh, you know, it prepares you either for a Munster final or not, or in quarterfinal. But, and it's coming, you know, it's, I suppose it's more compact. It suits the club players well, like, you know, and, and the lads, I presume the lads from Watford now that are out of the inter-county scene can go off and do their couple of months travelling if they want, or if they're, you know, if they have time off work or whatever. So, it kind of suits that, like, you know, you have more of a life, I think. It, it, it probably comes together a bit, and if you get injured, you'll probably miss a year, but uh, it's more so a lifestyle, I'd say. It probably suits a little better, whereas we would have been training from November until June for our first game, whereas now that could be finished in June, like, you know, and only starting in November. So, you know, that compactness is probably a little bit better, you know. It's, it might be as good for television or radio or papers, you know, to fill in the pages, but... There's plenty of good club games out there that can be spoken or written about anyhow and, and shown on television. So, um, but uh, no, I think I think I I, I like the, the system at the moment anyhow. Yeah. No, um, and the, the, what do you think of the, st- the standard of the game at the moment? You know, it's really after changing, hasn't it? Yeah, sure. Look, the skill levels every year are, are, are getting better. You know, the pace, the athleticism. You know, the the, the intercounty teams are really working. Of the, they're probably as fit, if if not fitter than than professional rugby and our soccer teams. Like you know, the the, the level of uh, commitment that goes into it, or the gym work, the training, the running, all that. You know, they, I think it's a. Uh, it's it, we always said that you know when we were playing, we said it couldn't get any more professional. But it's after stepping up a lot since, and um, the speed of the game. You know, if you look back at our games, we thought they were great, but the speed now is a. Uh, it's after going up a good notch, like you know. Do you think they should dial it back a bit? Because like I think you're a sales rep, you know, and like like if you've a guy that's on the road, it must be very hard now to be up in the morning and you know doing everything and nearly it's like it's nearly i know it's it's only amateur name now like you know it's, it's as good as professional like you know yeah maybe i i think uh, maybe the, the there should be a cap on the amount of training sessions that they, they do you know throughout the, the year i suppose maybe or as long as they're in the championship maybe they should be only allowed to train twice a week or you know and maybe one gym session or recovery session i don't you know the they're it's probably uh, I'd know it's the enjoyment going out of for some of the lads like you know maybe at the elite level it's enjoyable anyhow because you know you you have everything made on for you and all you do is turn up to training but if you if you want a career outside of Harlan you know in whatever job you're in you know it's, it's, it's not easy while you're playing the game and yeah oh, definitely now we, we talked about I suppose Joel Ireland and stuff like that but I do want to talk about you had some great days like I remember watching the 2002 final when that was really your big breakthrough and obviously the 2004 the when I think John Milan did get three goals and gave the fingers to the crowd you know or whatever yeah, 2003 yeah yeah great yeah. sorry but like you know they were they were great days for Waterford you know yeah, they were they were yeah the 2002 that's one probably I remember forever I was only after my second or third year I suppose I was 22 at the time and you know, the, Justin, Justin's first year and we, we didn't do a whole lot of physical that year. We did all hurling, like, you know, until it was a really enjoyable year, like, you know, and um, maybe caught up with us in against Clare after the Munster final. But, uh, you know, the hurling that we played uh, on, the, on the day of the Munster final, you know, against Tipperary, who were all Ireland champions at the time, you know, it was real kind of 
I suppose Waterford style it was off the cuff and a lot of running and passing and you know and we got some great scores that day and uh, you know that that day I remember forever especially you know getting the first time in 39 years when Munster and moving back or coming back in the bus towards the Dungarvan you know getting off of the old bridge there and carrying the cup like you know just there are simple things but you know you'd remember them forever and uh, the the the, the Square in Dungarvan was packed, like you know, you could hardly get off the bus in that evening, like you know, so it was a really, it's really enjoyable, you know. Yeah, no, I remember, I don't know, I think you won one Munster final, and I don't know, it was the bypassing yard at that stage, but you made sure to come straight through the town anyway. It was Paul Flynn's father was driving the bus at the time, and he, he could do anything to be honest, you know, he was, he was great crack, he could go in on the inside lane or the outside lane, it didn't make a difference. He got us there any in the end, like so. And right. to, he was a bit of an old messer, you know, it was a he, he'd enjoy going through Yall and Killa and Castle Martin the way home, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, I'd say so. Um, I, I suppose another question I'd like to ask you because, um, uh, who's like the, these are probably standard questions for you, Seamus. But like, uh, what advice would you give to young players now? Because I know I was listening to that podcast today, the other one you were on. I know I think you have a young fella playing underage hurling now, but like, and I think you're doing a bit of coaching. What advice or what you try to instill on up and coming hurlers now, like you know? Well, yeah, my lad is is eight, so but uh, look, it's all uh, I I try and get him to enjoy it. That's the most important thing, you know. It's there, it's not there as a it's there as a hobby, and if you enjoy it, and if you're good enough in the end, you'll 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 go on and go up the levels. But it's trying to get the kids to enjoy it and want to come down to the field and meet their friends and uh, you know you know to, to encourage more than than force a lad to to do it and like you know and just like you make great friends. Um, you can travel. You know, if you have a hurley, pick it up in, in a park in Australia, there'll be something to come over and offer you a job almost or America, you know. So it's all, you know, it's just about the enjoyment and, you know, give do we, I, I coach the under eights, nines, tens, and, and we, we go to a game. And if there's 15 of them there, the 15 get games. And, you know, there's nobody left off. And uh, I think that's the most important thing that the kids come along and enjoy themselves and uh, work hard at it. And uh, they'll get the rewards if they if they want. And if they, if they just want to keep enjoying themselves and tip away, they can do that as well. Yeah, no, that's great advice. And uh, uh, one other question I forgot to ask you is like, obviously your brother was on the team, and um, I remember listening to the podcast. Did you were marking each other a few times? Like, was and you go to the was there ever any awkward drives home from the train sessions? <laughs> no, we we often marked we we often mark each other on training, and I think he split me one night. But sure, that was that was part of it. Like you know, we you know it is. Um, I suppose we we were all we were always good friends and uh, didn't really make a difference. Um, I used to pick him up going to training and uh, sure we talk about it, we'd probably complain about some fella or this fella not doing that or whatever. But it was always good to have somebody in the car with you, like and uh, you know it was a long journey home from Waterford every night from training, so you'd rather have somebody with you than not with you, you know. And uh, we had good battles uh, with some with all the lads, like you know, and, and I wouldn't always be marking them now, but. Depends, you know, he, he played full back a lot for Waterford and if we're coming up to the championship, sure, if I was full forward and he was full back in the, in the team, that's who would be marking backs and forwards. So, yeah. was, uh, look, there was no quarters given to any of so, and yeah. uh, that's what you want, you know. No, there was, on that team, like, there were such household names and such great hurlers. I suppose one question I ask you, I might know the answer to this, who was the, the maddest bastard on the, or the maddest faker on the Waterford team? 
Uh, I suppose Milan is the kind of name of it. Like, but he he, he was mad, but in a nice way. Like, you know, it is. Uh, we had some great characters. We you could just three or four of them there, and there might be a couple of lads in the subs that were just as mad as any of them. Like, we'd the lad there played a couple of years. Uh, Brian Field, and he he was mad at you know, but he he was the kind of fellow that brought everybody together with his madness. So. You know, with some fellas like that, and uh, sure, like Tony or Ken could be crazy as well. Like you know, if they wanted to be so, we we great characters. Um, but I suppose John Lennon probably topped them all off, maybe. Oh, definitely. Um, I just want to finally then talk to you about your club, I suppose. Um, because I know you won the the junior All Ireland. Um, uh, what was it twenty seventeen? Was it? Uh, yeah, the seventeen county championship. Yeah, we 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 won it in eighteen. So I think they actually call it the eighteen when you win. But when you to out of the seventeen championship, we won it. Like you know. Yeah, that was that was a, surely a was. I'll ask you a tough question, like you know, like I was, probably a tough one to answer, but like. Uh, win a win a club all Ireland or win a Munster title or is that an unfair question to ask? Um, well, I think a club all Ireland tops everything. Like you know, to be honest, um, played like as I said, uh, there were seven or eight of the lads that I started out at under ten or twelve um, playing that day. So you know, it is uh, it is hard to beat that, and your community, your family, they're all with you above in Crow Park. Like, you know, there was only a few thousand at the match, but uh, it was a real community thing, like, you know, and it helped, it brought the club on, like, so you, you can't beat that, you know, and the, the, the inter-county thing is, uh, it's huge because the support is there and, you know, it's the wider county area, like, but um, the club is, uh, club is everything in, in the G, I think, and, you know, so that's the, that was my sweetest uh, victory in the end. We got to walk up to Hogan's stand that we, we never did while we played for water, you know, so Belly Gunner did it there, uh, this year, so you know, to like they know what it's like, and uh, it's it's a special feeling, like you know. No, I think I think Sean Kelly, I had him on the podcast a few weeks ago as well, and I think he brought that in that like I like obviously everyone knows about Rule Forty Two, but I think he brought in that like the junior or the intermediate fella can go all the way and have his day out in Crow Park. So I remember seeing the pictures at the time, and it just looked brilliant. And I remember seeing the down the hall, it was packed that night as well, like, you know. That's why, yeah, we, we, had a great, uh, we had a great few days after that. And, uh, yeah, Sean Kelly, he was a, he's a great GM, and he's, he, he was actually at our Munster final that year we won it, and he, he could appear anywhere, to be honest with you, but he's, he's a real great, he's a real good supporter of, especially Waterford hurling down through the years. He uh, always seemed to appear when we won something, like, you know, in fairness to him. Yeah, no, he actually, he actually mentioned you when I had him on the podcast, but um, uh, final few questions, uh, Seamus, uh, Who's the best player you played with and played against? Um, I, I, I suppose uh, with Watford, I suppose the best all-round player was probably Ken McGrath because uh, while I played with him, he probably played in every line of the field and excelled in every line of the field and maybe got all-stars in every line of the field as well. So, you know, he was he was unbelievable and uh, he could play it anyway. You could play it tough or, or, or fair or, or he'd give you a dig if he had to give you a dig or if he got one like you know and yeah. he was a great fielder he was a lovely stick man he got scores he got he, he was able to do everything like you know it was and uh, he kept going for a long time he played an awful lot of hurling like you know he probably played for 14 or 15 years as well for the, the county team and was brilliant every year he played so I think Ken was the, the best that I played with him for any a best all-round player right and to play against yeah. against uh, oh, it's hard to I suppose Cork had a lot of uh, good players at the time. Uh, the, the best fellow I marked was probably Ronan Corn. You know, he he was tough as well, but uh, he was able to mix it and he was able to hurl. So he was one of the best. Um, you know, Cork had a lot of good players. Kilkenny, Shernall, Hickey, 
Sure, Shefflin, all those fellas are all good. Like, you know, if you picked a player that you weren't involved in marking with, I suppose Shefflin was the best at the time, you know, on that, that era. But, uh, you know, there were, some, there were some great players around. Uh, it's very hard to pick one, I suppose. Yeah, I know. It's it's an unfair question, really. I know it's a tough one. But um, the other thing I want to ask is, you're hardly still playing the game, are you? Or are you playing a bit of football? Um, yeah, I'm playing away hurling now. We're, we're junior in Ardmore again. We got relegated last year, so... I'm playing away. Uh, we're, we're we're playing championship in a few weeks' time now. So yes, uh, look, I, I I'm 42. I'm not. Uh, I, I was lucky enough. I never broke anything, and I I was always you know I very rarely got injured. So if I can stay at that, you know, I'll, I'll keep going for this year and uh, I'll play with the football at the club. And I'm actually playing the the Masters football at Watford. We have a game tomorrow night against Clare. So right. to uh, to keep me busy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, but it's, it's enjoyable, you know. I think, and as you said, I'm a sales rep, so I'm in the car lot. And uh, you know, I, I, if I, when I get home, I'll have to exercise on you. So I'd rather be exercising with a group of lads than to be trying to do something on my own. Yeah. Are you in the centre of the village, uh, Seamus, or where are you living? I live out in the country. I'm actually looking. I can I can see the Cliff Hotel from where I'm sitting now. I'm right. looking across it is over, and my I built a house in my parents' land, so. And you still um, you still have a farm. Do you do you want land up there by the cliff house or by the cliff walk? Is that right? I think I might have passed it, wouldn't it? Well, we we don't own it, but we we rent land there. Yeah, I see. I farm as well as uh, we we milk cows as well up the road. So myself and Dixon and Patrick, we've a, a big herd of cows there. So yeah. my commitment commitments have changed from hurling to cows now, Nelly. So it's uh, we we're we're a busy operation. I suppose there's uh, five or six lads working there. So yeah, doing yeah. everything makes. You you must you must love the GA like like looking back on it you 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 got an awful lot out of it like and I suppose what's the next step now like do you want to do you want to go into coaching or or do you just take joy in watching like your young fella now or or coaching kids playing the game? Yeah, I I think well I, I wouldn't have a big um, grow for going off train another team it's not that I that it's because it's a different club it's just I don't think I'd be committed enough to train another team but I I love going down to coach the kids and be involved with the kids and you know uh, having a bit of fun with them and they 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 want to be there whereas when you get to an older group some of them are being forced to be there and it's not as easy to to keep them I suppose interested but the the kids you know they're great great fun and uh, I love seeing them play the games and uh, I think that's I'll probably stick with uh, my own gang now as, as they grow up and yeah, when they get older, maybe I'll be training an adult team, but at the moment it'll be just underage, and yeah, and and going to the nursery. I, my my young girl is going to the nursery at the moment, so and the little fellow then will be going after a couple of years. So you know that'll that that'll be plenty of time involved with the club, and yeah. Oh, definitely. And um, you were telling me there is there any good young young hurlers that we look out for in the Waterford squad for coming from Ardmore? <laughs> Um, well, we had Seamus Keaton on the panel there now, but uh, I think he's actually moving away. So at the moment, we wouldn't have anyone on the senior panel. Um, there's, yeah, there's, you know, we've young lads there that down under 14, under 15. We've a good lad there, Liam Lynch. He's uh, he's on the county panels at that age, right? So and with a with a good goalie there, he'll be on enough to county panels as well. He's 16 or 17. So, you know, it, it takes. Uh, I suppose you you can play a lot at underage for the county, but it takes that extra bit to, to get to senior and uh, hopefully uh, you know we'll produce a couple of players to you know it keeps the kids interested in the area and um, you know when they have somebody to look up to because uh, a lot of more than born and myself or Dixon were playing so they don't know anything about us you know playing with Wofford you know What about did, did Tomas O'Horn ever play a bit of hurling with Ardmore did he? He did yeah, yeah he was he was a good uh, good player a uh, good hurling footballer his, his brother is playing with us now but uh, right. he, he 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 was probably he's probably a better rugby player I suppose really you know he's 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 doing very well at Munster and 
Yeah. Hopefully he'll make it all the way to Ireland. You know, yeah. he, he's got an injury at the moment, so. No, I, I so see. I see. I see the club. The club GA page always has stuff up, like, and you know, I must be very proud to see a guy doing well in the, in another sport as well. But um, yeah, he, his dad is a. It's a great. Um, he's very involved in the club there, uh, Anthony. He's uh, great to coach. You know, and he wouldn't have anyone on the minor team. He'd be coaching the minor team in different ages. So you know, he's a. They're big parts of the club, uh, and Thomas is always around there. He's at. He was at the minor county final. The lads won there last year. You know, and big supporter of him. So yeah, no. That's great to see. And the final question I'd ask is that, um, like, just add more as well. Like, it's because obviously I'd know it well. Like, uh, it's a place that what would it be like less than a thousand or less? And then it goes to like 4,000 in the summer. Like, it's a great place to, and we are like your sales rep then. Would you be all over Munster or how, or how do you operate? Yeah, I, I cover um, probably the southeast you'd call it. I cover uh, Waterford, Wexford, Kilkenny, Carlo, Leash, and a bit of Wicklow. So that's my area. Um, I work for Norbrook Labarge, their pharmaceutical company. So I'm like, calling to vets and co ops and merchants and that. Um, but it is a, that's a busy job, you know, just yeah. seasonal, I suppose, as well. Uh, winter and spring are the busiest times in it. But um, yeah, Ardmore is, uh, I think it's about eight to 900 people during the year. Like the schools, maybe, maybe. Between the two, maybe about 170 or 80 kids in the two primary schools in total. So it's not a huge uh, population. Our biggest problem, I suppose, going forward is that uh, we have a lot of people coming in, buying summer homes, and they're in for the summer and gone for the winter. And the community is getting nothing out of it, really. Like, you know, there's no kids going to the schools. And to keep the teachers, you need the, you need the kids in school. So that'll be our biggest problem, I suppose. To, you know, that normal working class people can't afford the houses in Ardmore anymore because they're gone so expensive. Yeah, that's... You know, that's and it's the same in a lot of seaside towns, I suppose, around the country. Yeah, that's a very good point to make. It's definitely a hidden gem anyway, Ardmore. But um, and finally, Seamus, I'll finish up with this because I do this with all my guests. Um, quick fire questions in 60 seconds. All right. So, uh, favourite food? A steak. Favourite golf course? I don't play golf. <laughs> all right. How often do you do your dirty laundry? Yeah, rarely. Um, favorite holiday? Uh, Spain. Uh, who would play you in a movie? <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I don't know. To be honest, uh, um, uh, I'll pass on that. <laughs> uh, leg day or chest day? Uh, chest. Favorite thing to do on your day off? Um, relax with the kids. Favourite film? Um, I like uh, Braveheart at the time, I suppose. Right. Go to karaoke song. Can't sing. Right. And craziest thing you've ever done? Um, What's the craziest thing I've ever done? I don't know. Um, <laughs> Best book you ever read? I read um oh um what's his name? Um Paul O'Connell's book, I like that actually. Alright. And finally, Seamus, um go to breakfast food. My porridge is my mainstay, I suppose, in the morning. No bother. Seamus, thanks so many for that. No bother never bit. And thanks for listening, and thanks again to former water herder, Seamus Prendergast. You know, he was a fine herder, and I must say, um, all those Waterford lads that I've interviewed before, Declan, his brother Declan, 
um, Clinton Hennessy and Peter Quigley. Um, they, you know, they were all really nice lads and really accommodating. And we're very lucky, really, in Ireland to have such stars in the community, in the GA. You know, they're, they're very contactable and, you know, all that they've achieved. And four Munster titles and one league medal and then Club All-Ireland, you know, great career there for Seamus. And he's still going, sure, again this year. And, um, no, thanks a million for having him on the I must say, there was nearly a bit of me, I shouldn't say this being a Cork man, but I really wanted that Waterford team to win in All-Ireland that time. Like, such great hurlers like Paul Flynn, Ken McGrath, John Milan. Seamus was also a fine hurler, you know, like, they really, you know, but I suppose that's, that sport can be cruel. They really deserved an All-Ireland, but that's the way it goes. But look, I suppose, they, they've had a great career. So thanks again to Seamus for coming on the pod. And uh, remember... I'll be in McGettigan's Dubai for the summer, so make sure, come and find me. I'll be in there watching the big matches on the big screen and give me your thoughts on any of the matches and I'll put you up on any of the accounts. So remember, you can get this podcast on Spotify and wherever else you get your podcasts. I'll be back next week with someone else from the world of sport. Um, until then, I'm Neville Dunno. Thanks for listening and I'm out of here.